Hello and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today we are talking about Star Wars Squadrons, developed by Motive Studios, published by Electronic Arts. And as a fan of the old school X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, the, all those flight simulator games, I was really excited when I heard this was coming out because... I really like that play style, that flight simulator style of I'm in an, an X-Wing and I can divert power from shields to lasers or from lasers to engines. And I thought that was a new function in this one. No. I don't know. I've never played any of the older ones. Yeah, you could do it in the older ones. What you can't do in this one that you could do in the older ones is in your X-Wing, you could open and close your S-foils, <laughs> which I always thought was really cool. But no, when I saw that this was coming out, I was really excited. Now, I knew that it was going to be, um, you know, kind of like how they did with Battlefront 2, where it yeah. was there was going to be a small campaign, but it was really going to focus heavily on the multiplayer aspect. I was still excited to jump into the cockpit and fly around in reminiscent of those old flight sims. So I was pretty stoked for it. What about you? I know you're not a huge <sighs> flight sim fan. <laughs> so it, it's not a matter of not being a flight sim fan. I like... There was a period in my life where, like, Microsoft Flight Simulator was my world. <laughs> and I don't know why. It was so mundane and stupid. I, I, in all honesty, I don't understand people who could play that game to this day. Because I'm just like, what the fuck was I smoking? <laughs> like, I don't even know. It was so good, I forgot. Because I do not understand why I liked it so much. But I just... I like to be able to see my vehicle from that third person view. I feel like I have better situational awareness and everything, which you do. I wasn't super excited about this game. You talked me into it. I went, <laughs> I'm going to fucking hate it. And I know it. And I tried not actually going into the game with that mindset because, you know, it's still a star Wars game. I was hoping for a good star Wars storyline, mm -hmm. right? This is coming off the back of, Fallen Order, which, great game, amazing storyline, really looking forward to a sequel. So, like, I kind of had some high hopes. Like, we did have the disaster of Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was, when we were going into Falling Order, I was kind of like, <laughs> yay, you, you, you have not been doing good work. And that one was amazing. So there was that. Like, Fallen Order was an incredible game for me. So I did have good expectations for the storyline and what was going to be happening, as far as that was concerned, if that makes sense. Yeah. The actual gameplay itself, I knew I was going to have difficulty with. But I was going to give it a try. Why the fuck not, right? Mm -hmm. You gotta, You got to fly, you know, an X-Wing and a Y-Wing. <laughs> and, you know all the other alphabet wings <laughs> and that that was pretty cool like it, it, it is it's always cool going into the star wars universe for me i'm a i'm a big star wars fan way bigger than a star trek fan like well so I, yeah i did have that going into it like just the excitement of it being a star wars game basically that was it yeah and we actually had a little bit of fun in it was kind of a first for us since we began doing this. We actually ended up playing this together at a friend of ours house. Yep. We, we kind of had a little soiree and the, you, me and our, our mutual friend, yeah. the three of us jumped in and were passing the controller around oh, God. and we were having fun. We set it to the hardest, the hardest difficulty we're trying to get through. Dumbest and idea ever. It was, it was, no, it was super fun. It was it a was lot of fun. fun. I think we should definitely do it again. But um, 
but yeah, it, uh, it holy shit. Yeah, it does not. <laughs> it, it was not conducive to continuing doing that. I got through the entire single story campaign. You and I together did dip into the multiplayer. Um, our friend joined us for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And we had a little fun in that. Um, you know, we did find that, you know, and we'll talk more about it later, but we did find that there was there was like one map where the it was not very um friendly if if you were on the Imperial side because it was just big it was nice and wide open. Yeah. Yeah. And with that you you had no protection. You had no like but we we can get definitely more into the mechanics of this as yeah. we as we go through because this is where I started having a real problem. I didn't make it all the way through the game. I couldn't. I literally dropped the difficulty. So I started on the hardest difficulty like I always do. Which, just side note, for those of you who own one of the PS5s and everything, there is a setting in your PS5 to set the natural defaults for your games when you go in. Hmm. You can change like whether you always want subtitles on, the difficulties. I thought it was super cool because now I don't have to worry about like selecting the hardest difficulty or anything. It automatically does it all for me. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, just a little side note. <laughs> I found that the other day, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, put it on the hardest difficulty, made it to like mission six, seven, and then I dropped that bitch all the way down and i still could not make it past this mission so i suck at this game <laughs> get good that's basically what it comes down to because it, it, i i do have my problems with it and i want to address those and, and see what you think but ultimately i think it just comes down to i suck at this game. <laughs> like as much as i hate that statement because i'm pretty good at games I sucked at this one. <laughs> and we experienced it when we were playing with our buddy, right? Yes. Like, you two were doing shit, and I was like, that's a wall. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my, my guy died. You did that intentionally. I wish I could say I did that intentionally. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with I did that intentionally because it makes me sound like I'm better at this game. Yeah. yeah you're like, oh, I just don't want to play. I'm crashing. <laughs> no, and I totally get that. I really did. I mean, even me playing on the normal difficulty, there were a couple of missions that took me five or six tries just because the... Um, you know, the things that you need to do sometimes are either not clear or I don't know. I was having a hard time just yeah. kind of tracking all of the targets and stuff like that. But I have heard now, granted, you know, I played this on, on the Xbox one. You played it on the PS4. Yes. And then that was it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was using a controller. I assume you were using yep. a controller. I have heard that if you use a HOTAS or if you use a HOTAS and a VR headset, the game is better, but yeah. from an immersion perspective, not necessarily from a control control or a gameplay perspective. For those of you who don't know what a HOTAS is, that is basically just a flight stick and a flight throttle connected to your console. People yeah. can do it with their PCs. And again, you know, it, it, that's to give you that more immersion where, you know, you're using a stick and an actual throttle instead of just a controller and you're using the, you know, left and right joysticks. It, it, it has more sensitivity in certain things to the different levels of the throttle and stuff like that. It's it's easier to kind of, yeah, be yeah. immersed in the game. And, and also because of all the, you know, because of the button mapping that you can do, you can just set up buttons to be, you know, this button 
automatically puts all power into my weapons or my shields or my my engines on the controller it's more you know you have to move your fingers and you have to move your thumbs and stuff to 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 hit those you only have so much there's only so much yeah (laughs) um so now our experience again just to be on the level our experience was on the consoles with controllers i don't feel that having a hotas or vr would have made it better or easier it would have looked cooler cooler because, you know, it's VR, and I would have actually been sitting in a cockpit, and I would have been able to look around. But See, and I, I wonder about that, because you can look around a little bit in your cockpit in the game, but not a whole lot. No. and you know, The screen view was very limited, and that's what I mean by, like, I think that partly threw me off, because I don't know what the wingspan of an X-Wing is. <laughs> I don't know what it is until I run into the fucking meteor with my right wing and go, well, that's where it is. <laughs> You know, like, and that's part of my problem. I didn't know how close I could cut that meteors when I was flying through and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to dodge and everything like that. So having that limited view, because it's not like you could look out the right window and be like, oh, there's the meteor and I'm cutting close. You had a straight on view. I could not turn my head that far in these first person views at all. So mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was very, very limited. And I wonder if in VR, because... You can't limit my motion in <laughs> VR. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they had to have put that in there, I would assume. like, Yeah. I'm going to <clears throat> compare this game um, a lot to another flight sim game called Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is a game I really... Weird. Yeah, I really enjoy Elite Dangerous. The short version of that is that you are you are a pilot. You are on... You, you start off in like a small little ship, and then you have a couple of different options. Are that, you elite? you elite is like a class ranking because there are three different classes there's so you're elite uh i'm not an elite yet is it is it dangerous uh it can be dangerous (laughs) um but yeah so like so it's the same controls right you've got throttle buttons you can but one of the things you can do and it's similar in star wars is that you can you can press down on the right stick and that's how you move your head the problem i found is that when you do that your ship still registers that movement so if so i had my button mapping where my left stick was my um was my pitch and yaw so the up and down and like the side to side left right and then on my right stick up and down was my throttle and then left and right was my roll so if i wanted to look i would double click the stick go to look to the left and then all of a sudden my ship would start rolling so that's obnoxious (laughs) Because if I'm trying to look at something and I start to roll, I'm now no longer looking at it because yeah. it's now over and above me. Yeah. So again, right, going back to that, maybe in with VR, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. It well, and it's uh, straight up. I did not know that you could click the freaking right <laughs> and look. Yeah. Because I'm trying. I was trying, and that's part of, uh, part of this game. Like I don't feel like the controls. They, there is a when you start the game, it, it goes through, and it's actually a pretty cool little opening scenario where you're like flipping all your toggle switches yeah. and stuff like that. It's fun, and then it shoots off, and you, it, it kind of goes through what I consider to be the basic controls of mm-hmm. this game. You know, this is how you throttle. This is how you know accelerate, decelerate, uh, change out your if you're in the X wing, right change shields weapons all that but it it doesn't really go in depth on a lot of those like 
specialty controls, how to do a barrel roll, how to make a tight turn, anything like that. So it never tells you how to move your fucking head. I didn't know you could move your head. Yeah. I, I wonder if that would have changed the entire game for me. <laughs> I saw that in like a, uh, uh, like a, like a loading screen help menu or something. And oh, it was shit. like, it was like press right on the right stick twice to unlock your head and move it around. Press it once to relock your vision back forward. But it wasn't functional. That's part of the problem. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, when I compare it to Elite Dangerous, right, you push it, you look around, your ship stays on the same course. You can look around as much as you want to, and your ship will continue to do whatever you do. You could compare this to also the original Battlefronts 1 and 2 that were on the Xbox. Yeah. The flying is very similar to that, but there are some noticeable difference. There's no more evasion maneuvers. In those games, you could, like, double-press... Um, a button and then pick a direction and you'll do kind of like a um, like you'll do a spin and you'll do a, a u-turn or you'll flip up and then turn around and do a 180 turn or something yeah. nothing like this in this one there's a boost and then you can drift <laughs> well, if you want to make a quick turn and i've tried i tried all of that this is this is since we're getting into the controls and everything this is where i had problems with the game i know basic combat procedures when it concerns air warfare like google it you can <laughs> learn and granted you can give me this bullshit of well you're in outer space but come on man even in the movies they use basic flight combat and so i started trying to do these maneuvers in it right mm -hmm. accelerating going to take a short turn decelerating real fast flipping my ship hitting the boost and going forward they don't work at least as far as the controller is concerned, you can't get it to do that. Now, maybe with keyboard or mouse or the HOTAS, you might be able to do that a little bit better because it it's at kind of your own will with that. But with this, like, I was getting so mad because basically if an enemy got behind me, locked on, I was done. Mm -hmm. There. You could evade the missiles for a little while, but ultimately, you couldn't shake them. You couldn't, and, and I know even in real life, that's a hard thing to do, to shake an aircraft that's behind you. But, like, still, come on. <laughs> it's a fucking video game. It should be fun. Yeah. I should have a way. And at first, I'm thinking, okay, well, basic Star Wars knowledge. The TIE Fighters are faster than the X-Wings. They have more maneuverability. So if I'm in my X-Wing and a TIE Fighter gets behind me, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to shake them. But you know what? The X-Wings had to have had a way. There had to have been a way for them to do it because TIE Fighters just didn't end up behind X-Wings and then all the X-Wings fall out of the fucking sky. Like, come on. But, like, in a TIE Fighter then I definitely should have a way to do it. I can outmaneuver the X-Wing, but I couldn't. Hmm. When I played the game, I couldn't. I had such a hard time with this, and it was probably one of my biggest frustration points was I didn't feel like you had the maneuverability. Even on the easiest difficulty, I felt like I was being outmaneuvered by the computer every single time. Because when we played multiplayer... I didn't do half bad. Hmm. Yeah. I, I was doing all right. Granted, I started off playing the, what, um, 
oh god i'm trying to remember the class but it's basically the support ship that heals other ships right most useless fucking ship in multiplayer (laughs) useless ship but and and i soon switched to the x-wing and uh, my scores skyrocketed i started doing way better so I just felt like as far as when you were fighting the computer, and I don't know if you ever experienced this, as far as when you were fighting the computer, I just felt like the computer outmaneuvered you. 100%. You could not you could not win in that dogfight. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've played more. It was difficult, but, I mean, eventually I was able to finagle it because, again, the game is not super good at, explaining things at the right time did you know that you could call your units for assistance and you could tell them to attack the person behind you he's giving me a blank stare i'm going to take that as a no No. yeah where does it tell you that it literally was a quick pop up while i was playing that was like because i was playing on the xbox that said if you press y on a targeted enemy your your support your other units will attack that enemy if you double tap it they will attack somebody who is tracking you i or vice versa but i'm pretty sure that's the way that it was but that's yeah. so oh my god yeah oh my god so that was one of the problem that i got stuck at was as when i respawned basically as soon as i respawned after i died on this mission I always ended up respawning with a guy right on my tail. Yeah. And I could shake him for, you know, five, six minutes. But again, eventually it would just catch up to me and he would end up killing me. Mm. And I'm like, how the hell do you get this guy off your ass? If I knew I could, like, terrible communication from the game. Terrible communication. Because if I knew I could call in my support troops, Mm -hmm. I may have made it past that mission. Maybe. (laughs) yeah like i'm really upset now that i'm finding out all of this information because like it wasn't a bad game no no it It wasn't a great game correct (laughs) but it wasn't a bad game yeah and i just i had a terrible experience with it because i couldn't get the controls to work for shit no it yeah it was i can understand why like I even when I got to the end, I was like, oh, I could go into multiplayer and, you know, do some stuff in there to unlock some of the cosmetics. And I know we're kind of jumping around, but we'll we'll figure everything out. Um, You could you know, I could get some of the more cosmetics, but why? Because I don't really like PVP stuff and the story wasn't compelling to play anymore. Yeah. Um, Well, and that's the thing. I think if you if you're going to make a game. Where you're going to incorporate a storyline aspect, but the main focus is going to be PvP. And uh, quite honestly, if we're talking about games like this, I would have to say one of the best games that have that has always done this. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Yeah. Every Call of Duty game that I can really remember and or think of, maybe there was one, has a single player or multiplayer storyline... That you can go through, not very big, but good. Yeah. And then, but the main focus on those games is the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Like, it is all about the multiplayer. And look at the most recent, recent one. Granted, at time of recording, we have the new Black Ops Cold War that has come out. But I'm more talking about Modern Warfare, and in particular, Warzone. They kept making that 
interesting and catchy and kept drawing it in. They evolved with the times due to Fortnite and PUBG and those kind of games that were doing seasons. Mm-hmm. They made a world in which they could do seasons, and it's been doing incredibly well. They made the PvP fun and interesting, and I like. I'm not a big PvP person. I enjoy playing Warzone. I really do mm-hmm. because it's not. It's not just to hunt down and kill people. You have this huge world. You can work as a squadron. There's, there's a the game mode called Plunder. They made it fun. Mm-hmm. It was cool <laughs> playing through the multiplayer on this game, but I, I think you're exactly right. It wasn't fun enough that makes me go as I'm sitting there going, you know what? I got I got to feed that itch. I I got to yeah. play Squadrons multiplayer. I got to blow up some other ships out of the sky. I never got that feeling. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but yeah, it's not. I wouldn't just go in and play it. Yeah. So we did dip into the multiplayer. We'll just get multiplayer out of the way first. Then we'll talk about the plot and then we'll talk about some of the specifics of the game. Sure. So multiplayer, uh, it's your typical five versus five. Yes, there they are. And I didn't, I didn't play it. I don't know about you. After you hit a certain level, you open up, bigger map fighting yeah yeah you can eventually do stuff with capital ships typically you can always play against people you can do that against ai but again i didn't really touch any of that we were looking at it from the story perspective and only dipped into the multiplayer because by some miracle the three of us had available time for like all at the same time that hour and a half that we had that we could all jump on to be like we could play through this together real quick um but we only did it the one time um roles are are typical you have the alliance versus the empire you have your standard ship which is the x-wing and the tie fighter respectively you have your uh you know your kind of swift ship which is the a-wing and the tie interceptor respectively heavy bomber y-wing and tie bomber respectively and then you have the support vehicle which for the rebel alliance is the u-wing yes and then and then for the imperials i don't remember what that ship was called but I don't remember either, but literally I'll start off talking about the U-Wing ah, and Ty Reaper. There you go. Ty Reaper. So the whole point of these ships were if you're piloting them, you did very minimal damage. You didn't really have bombs. Your sole purpose was to make sure that the rest of your squad stayed alive. Well, that would be useful if you actually gave me something to keep them fucking alive with. <laughs> Because I could repair your shields or your or your armor or whatever it was. But out of a hundred, I can only repair twenty. Yeah. And twenty survived one shot, folks. <laughs> one shot. And you didn't survive really any. You had shit for shields. Mm. And that's on the alliance side, because on the imperial side they don't have shields so you died even faster yeah you were basically a free fucking target i basically felt like if you weren't playing the x-wing a-wing or the tie fighter or inquisitor right not interceptor interceptor thank you sorry i'm like that's not right (laughs) interceptor you weren't gonna make it 
the other two ships in that were absolutely useless because you didn't stand a chance. You didn't deal enough damage and you didn't have enough armor to survive. You were just a floating free free bucket, yeah, basically. Because at the same time, around the maps, you, you I don't know if you remember these, around the maps, you had the little orbs that if you flied through, they refilled your ammo and repaired your ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are helpful things on the maps as you're playing that you can fly through, but it kind of defeats the purpose of a support. A bomber and a support ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, uh, and maybe it's different in the fleet battles where you can go up against capital ships. I don't know. Like I said. I don't know. I just know that I was like, I'm normally a support character. I like playing support characters. When I played MMOs, mm-hmm. I was the healer. <laughs> and I went, fuck this. Yeah. Oh, God, this sucked real quick. I think I only played like two matches and halfway through the second match, I found out you could switch your ship (laughs) and I immediately switched and I played basically the X-Wing or the Interceptor. Those were those were the two that I enjoyed flying around in. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that was my ship choice for those reasons. Did you try? I think you played in the X Wing a lot. Yes, I am a hu- um, yeah, I'm a huge X Wing fan. I pretty much stayed in the X Wing. Uh, I would try uh, in the single player. I did like. There's moments where you have to use a specific ship. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I have been a fan from the first moment I ever saw an X Wing when I was a kid, and I watched the episode four for the very first time. I was like, I want that ship. Like, I want an X Wing. Wouldn't it be cool? It would be amazing. Would be I would, amazing. whatever. I mean, people lost their mind when Tesla was coming out and people were like reserving Teslas. I would reserve an X-Wing if they were making them. I think a lot of people would. <laughs> I really do. You know, just a little off topic, but I don't know if you've seen. We've made the first retractable plasma sword. Yes. It's been invented. I am going to own a lightsaber in my <laughs> lifetime. Like, I know it. I've already warned my wife. I don't give a fuck how much it costs and whose arm I have to cut off to get it. <laughs> I'm getting a lightsaber. That shit was badass. Yeah. So if we can do that, hold it out, man. I'm holding out for X-Wings. Out. I'd get a pilot's license. Heck yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. be amazing. Are you kidding me? You so, can take off the guns. I'll yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, multiplayer was fun. There's a couple of different maps that you fly through. Again, a lot of the maps have, you know, debris. And that's what yeah. the Imperials' advantage is. Without shields, because they're faster and more maneuverable, you can use the debris to get away and conceal yourself and block shots from missiles and stuff like that. Except there's one level that... It's just open. It's just open and there's nothing. And I swear to God, what did we go? We went, what, 30 and 3, 30 and 6? Yeah. We destroyed the Imperials on that map. And a part of that's because the respawn system in it sucks Mm -hmm. ass. So basically, if you get blown up, you have to wait 15 seconds. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, 20 some odd seconds, something something like like that. that. Until you respawn. But when you respawn, you start by flying back into the map. Well, everybody, when there is nothing to hide behind and you're literally like there was one point where we were basically just sitting there picking them off as they flew back into the map because there was nothing to hide behind. Yeah. And since they don't have shields. Yeah. If they couldn't dodge, we were just launching missiles at them. And if they couldn't dodge them, we would just get kill after kill after kill. Oh, yeah. 
I think I walked out of that thing with like forty fucking kills or some shit. It was it was insane. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. How I actually felt really bad. Like we did. If we I even, was on the imperial side of this. I would have quit. We even Rage said quit. that. Yeah, we felt bad. We even said like this isn't even fair. I mean, we're just stomping them. It's not even a challenge. And and like we didn't feel good about it. No. We just we were laughing at how unbalanced it was. Oh yeah. Because literally, I that mean, that map really needed something else. Unless it was just that that team was garbage. Like if they didn't know what they were doing, they were all you know six year old kids who were picking their nose or something. It really felt one sided, and I felt bad. <laughs> but no, no. So like I was thinking about this going back to the controls, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm an X wing, I'm behind your Tie Fighter. You can outmaneuver me at the close range. All I have to do is decelerate. That opens up my field of view for what you can be in. So even if you hang left. I can still shoot you. My cannons and missiles went really fucking far. Yeah. Like really far. They stayed on target for quite a ways. So I've opened up my field of view. I have a good level of distance. Like, and the map wasn't big enough that even if I sat at one side of it and you accelerated all the way through and I was only going half speed that you would ever leave my ma- my max cannon range yeah so i just i really think this was uh we feel bad for the alliance so we're gonna give them an easy win okay i didn't think about it that way but i felt like because was- there were so Ugh. many other maps where if you were the alliance you were done yeah you were done there was there a was lot no way that you could you could win because you can't you can't outmaneuver them and there was just so much stuff on the map that you were flying through. They could outmaneuver you. They yeah. could they could do it super easy. So I I don't know. I think this was the EA's way of being like, you know what? The Alliance needs one. <laughs> they, they, they just need that pat on the head saying, you know what? You got this. You can you can do a good job because realistically, I just that's how I felt. But mm. this was on God. This was mean. This was on the verge of like that bully who just beats the crap out of you and then you're lying there with broken limbs and a bruised up face and he just takes that extra punch just because he can (laughs) it was a terrible map yeah it was bad so multiplayer if i mean if you like flying sims and you like multiplayer it's probably right up your alley wasn't exactly for us that's pretty much multiplayer out of the way we will touch on some stuff um that you can do in as far as customizing your ship, but that's because it's integrated into both the single and the multiplayer. You can swap out components and change your appearance and stuff like that. So, you know, there is that you can customize your stuff in multiplayer, but like I said, we're going to move over into the plot because that was specifically where I spent the majority of my time and where you spent half your time or you spent your time, your time, your (laughs) your time with it was half in that. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. So this is following the destruction of Alderaan. Um, It starts off with Captain Lyndon Javes of the Imperial Navy. Um, He is going with Helix Squadron to go after a convoy of refugees. Um, So that's where it starts. That's the tutorial is this first mission where... You are the new recruit to Titan Squadron. And when you get there, Javes is like, you know what? I'm tired of being the bad guy. I'm not here to destroy refugees. 
um, I'm going to switch sides. This and, is not what I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. I didn't sign up for this. And so he switches sides. And when you're done with the mission, then you switch over to being with Vanguard Squadron on the Rebel Alliance, where you play the new recruit yeah. who, who has four other friends. Oddly familiar. <laughs> now, I Get what they're doing, because EA even came out and said, you will you will customize two characters, one for the Rebels, one for the Imperials, and you will switch between the two throughout the single-player campaign. Yes, that is what you do. Yeah. Is it important? Does it make sense? No. no. <laughs> they could have done this differently, and it had more of an impact. Do you care? No. Yeah, I mean... Like, ugh. do you... Do you... Do you prefer other ships, some ships over others? Yes. Yeah. Like, are and you? Are you... I, I feel like it was a good way to do that. So you could basically fly everything. Yes. There there are specific missions where you are fo forced to take one or they give you an option and say, you know, you can either take the X-Wing or the Y-Wing. Um, but for the most part, it's like you're in the X-Wing for a little bit or you're in the TIE Fighter for a little bit. And then it's, oh, yeah, we need you to do a quick hit and run. Now you're going to be in the A-Wing or now you're going to be in the TIE Interceptor. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end, it, it again opens up a little bit more. And, yeah, you can kind of swap in and out. But and that's really pretty much it for the beginning part of it is that you are the new recruit in both of these squadrons. You will switch between the two. And as you go, you learn that the new Republic is creating a new starship called the Starhawk, which has a massive tractor beam on the front of it. And they're going to use that. So that way they can do something with it. I'm not sure what, because the only thing they use it for in this game is to capture tractors yes <laughs> um the former so the former apprentice of james is a woman named uh teresa carroll she yeah. becomes the new leader of the squadron when james defects and she's in command of a star destroyer yep. and your starhawk is meant to capture her star destroyer for reasons like this will do something but it's not clear it, it well and then it goes back yeah. to titan squadron and you're just trying to stop them from having the starhawk and then after a few more missions of doing stuff that really doesn't matter the starhawk gets attacked and is about to blow up Javes jumps into an x-wing and you think he dies and then he ends up coming back in the last mission and you crash the Starhawk into a planet, destroying all the Imperial forces that were sent there to stop you, except for, for Teresa's Carol. And then the game ends with you, you just getting commendations from each side and then being like, well, we'll do it again next time. Nothing gets resolved. Nothing like, this is the problem. This is it. <laughs> this is the problem with Star Wars games that take place in between the movies, though. Mm -hmm. You can run into this situation. You have the canon of the movies, and there's only so much leeway that you can give with that, right? Yeah. You can't have this huge event because then people go, "Well, why wasn't that mentioned in the movie? Or why wasn't that mentioned in this show? Or like, why why didn't I hear about this somewhere else before?" 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it causes all these riffs in it, especially since you have some pretty hardcore Star Wars fans out there. It's getting really annoying with the Mandalorian and what's going on in that show and the things that I'm seeing outside of the Mandalorian of people being like, who the fuck is this? What the <laughs> hell's going on with this? And other people are like, you're not a Star Wars fan then. It's like, you like a movie, you're a fucking fan. Yeah. But to this extent, it makes it difficult. You're you're confined within this time limit. Of course, they can't let the Starhawk survive because then why didn't they use it anywhere else? Yeah. You know, of course there's going to be no mention of this anywhere of any real importance because it wasn't important and that's that's the problem they created a storyline where you're just kind of like well that was dumb as fuck because it was dumb as fuck because they didn't want to give it any relevance because if they gave it relevance then they would have to reference it somewhere else yeah like the single player story has no story because nothing it's just it's about an imperial officer and his underling yeah he defects she gets mad fast forward four years revenge yeah she wants she wants him he wants to stop her you are introduced by b and i mean it's the same right it's the same thing on the on the imperial side yeah you've got it's two stories to the same coin. Yeah, it's like, like oh, right like you've got one girl who she's like my parents were in the senate then yeah. on the Imperial side, you've got one girl who's like, my parents manufacture both, you know, vehicles for the Alliance and for the Empire. You've got one guy on the Imperial side who's like, I never take my flight suit off because I'm such an amazing, great pilot that I've been shot down so many times. I'm all disfigured and I can't live outside my suit. Clearly, you're not a great pilot if you've been shot down so many times <laughs> that you can't exist outside. Like, are you trying to be Darth Vader? And yeah. then on the re- the, rebe- the rebel side, you've got, you know, the smuggler, the, the scoundrel with a heart of gold. He's a Trandoshan. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to get up to all sorts of shady stuff in the hut home worlds. And uh-huh. you know, I was a gambler, but I'm really a good guy at heart. OK, are you trying to be Han Solo? Like they just are. It's like they've got stereotypes and boxes and they are just going through and checking them off and it doesn't mean anything no like it has no impact all they're trying to do and and this is i say all they're trying to do like i was part of the gang in the meetings (laughs) no this is my interpretation of it right is here's a star wars game you get to fly planes have fun exactly that's that's it that was their only goal in it like one i have a general rule of thumb if a game comes out and it says 60 dollar game and then two weeks before it releases, it goes from $60 to $40. It's not a good game. <laughs> Just rule of thumb. Any game before it releases applies a discount to the game. It's probably not a good game. And I take that as a sign of good faith on EA's part being like, we know what we're selling you is a multiplayer focused game, but people are going to want to buy it for the single player. But it's not worth sixty dollars. So they oh not- no, they originally put it up for thirty. Mm-hmm. That's fine because again, they knew they knew the value. Yeah, I bought it two weeks before it released at twenty bucks <laughs> because they had already discounted it. Yeah, and we're talking discounted it 
a third. 33% discount. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fucking significant on a game, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's that one that's already only worth 30 bucks. And that's where I was kind of like, oh, that's not a good sign. That's that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. And it and it turned out to be that the storyline was shit. Mm-hmm. It really was like I got zero investment in the storyline and just straight frustration with the combat system. The multiplayer was all right. It was a good game, but it's not one that I would take home to mom. Yeah. You know, like, mm. and and that's all around. I, I just, I just don't feel like there was substance there. No. One, I don't enjoy playing a game that I can beat in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. I don't get invested. It takes me a couple hours to just get invested into the character that I'm playing. Yeah. When you flip back and forth between the character that I'm playing, I have zero fucking investment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. At one point, I was just like, I remember... <laughs> Being in the TIE fighter and not agreeing with what's going on. So I just like flew into the middle of the map and sat there <laughs> just a couple of times just so that they could die. Just so like I know that this is not how you progress through the storyline. Well, yeah. But I felt like she deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> like you need to be punished. You need to be punished. You're agreeing to this. And I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like No, I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about my characters. I didn't care about the side characters. And they try to like, like one guy, even, you know, he has a, a, a very casual offhand remark where he's like, he's like, yeah, me and my husband. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you like casually throw in that this character is gay. Good for you. It doesn't mean anything to me because no. I, like, it doesn't do anything for the story. It doesn't yeah. do anything for the experience. You're just trying to humanize him, but, or sorry, I'm sorry. You're just trying to humanize him, but I don't I, care I, enough. I know how to respond. Yeah. I saw your face. <laughs> like, humanitize. Humanitize. Okay. But I don't care. Like, it doesn't make me like him more knowing this about him because you did not establish anything for me to like in the beginning. Well, or hate him anymore or Mm. feel really anything towards him because Mm -hmm. again they didn't establish anything so there's that right yeah now let's talk about the customization stuff right because the story is garbage the story is pointless and irrelevant controls are are garbage customizing you can swap out components for your lasers your shields if you're on the rebel side your engines, your ordnance, different types of missiles. I will say the the customization, there was quite a bit. There was. Oh, yeah. Like, you could customize quite a bit. And there was quite a few options. The problem that I had is you did the X-Wing. What happens when you fly the A-Wing? None of those upgrades transferred over. <laughs> nope. You had to buy them all over again. You had to buy again. them all over again. Even though they were the same things, mm-hmm. you had to buy them all over again. And not just that, but also sides. Like, just because I bought the, the guided lasers for the X-Wing doesn't mean I had guided lasers for the TIE. I had to go to that hangar and buy them for that ship. Speaking of the hangar, while we're talking about it, I wish you could have walked around. I do, too. But you couldn't. You are in a stagnant place. You can spin in a 360-degree circle to look at stuff. And then basically press A to interact with this object. A to go through this door. A to... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like... 
you give me the ability to be in the hangar of a starship and like walk around and look at it, but you couldn't even go that far. Nope. Like, why not? Well, I like generic flight suit pilot number one. I know. I <laughs> like so yeah. So <laughs> customizing your character, there was two there's what? There's there's a handful of options for your face. You can mm-hmm. switch your body types. I did think it was pretty cool that you didn't have to conform one way or the other. You could have a manly head on a female body with a female voice yep. or any sort of combination therein. Anything um, you wanted. You could unlock aliens, yep. but it usually defaulted with your generic, you know, Burger King Kids Club array of different yeah, yeah. different visuals. Yeah. Um, voices, you could change your voice because your guy, your person does talk in the cockpit when you're getting shot or you kill somebody. But it's all like background noise. Yeah. You know? I like the fact that you can decorate your cockpit. I like that, too. I did think that was pretty funny. That, that was funny. Yeah. Like, you can have, like, little hanging baubles or stuff on your dashboard. Yeah. Um, again, like, I, I'm comparing it to Elite Dangerous, where you can literally put up Christmas lights in your cockpit if you want funny. to. That's funny. Um, yeah. Nothing as deep as that. But no. still, I mean, it's you can get a little portrait but of the Emperor. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't feel like... I cared enough to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I just didn't. Like, so when we say buy, we mean buy. You leveled up. In leveling up, you got credits and weapon upgrade cubes and shit like that. And then you had to go into the ship and buy those upgrades. And then for your character customization, you had to get credits and spend those credits on the character customization upgrades, mm-hmm. which you could then you could purchase credits through the EA store so that you could then spend it on this stuff. But over time of leveling up, you could get enough. Yeah. And they were pretty expensive. The only thing that I bought, <laughs> only thing was a new head. And that's because I wanted to look as a Twi'lek. And I was okay with that. And then I was done. Like, I was like, okay, my customization's done. I give zero fucks about anything else. Like, you could change your flight suit. You could, like, there was an outfit that looked like Han. There was fucking Luke's flight suit. And, you know, the the classic thing. Yeah, different kinds of helmets. Yeah. And I will say that the attention to that detail I thought was really nice. It was. They had X-Wing helmets. Like, like for an actual Star Wars fan of maybe, like, a moderate to you know maybe more advanced fandom would realize that different different ships have different flight suits and different helmets yeah and being able to visually see that and be like oh i know that that's what an a-wing pilot's helmet looks like yeah you know that was kind of cool that they had that attention to detail i just wish they had taken that attention to detail and did it throughout the whole game well yeah and, but at the same time, they put that level of detail, what I feel like, in the stupidest shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, meh. <laughs> Seriously, I just didn't, I didn't care. I didn't care what my ship looked like. The outside of my ship looked like. I didn't care what the outside, because you could, you could paint it. Mm-hmm. You, you, all these other things. 
I never fucking saw it. <laughs> it was for other people to look at. Ooh, yeah. look how pretty my ship is if yeah. you blow it out of the fucking sky. Like, who cares? <laughs> who fucking cares? Like, and there was a couple of things. Like, before we recorded this, I was thinking, like, what what would I have done differently? Well, there's a couple of major battles throughout Star Wars that you could have participated in as a squadron. You don't necessarily have to be even talking to Luke Skywalker or, you know, Han Solo or anything like that. You're still a squadron. There's mm. still big battles. When they blew up the Death Star, there were shit tons of squadrons there. Why why couldn't I just be one of the guys like, hey, you, you take over this little sector and blow out cannons and destroy TIE fighters as they come flying at you so that we can try and destroy this thing. And it's just a matter of like after you kill so many TIE fighters or destroy all the cannons on the side of the Star Destroyer or whatever, you like then it interacts and goes, Oh look, here's Luke flying through the thing. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Yay, I helped him destroy the Star Destroyer. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like even those iconic missions, it would have been fun to play through. Yeah, it really would have. What I thought could have improved it was if instead of alternating between Rebel Alliance and Imperial is if you had one character that you customized yeah. and started off being on the Imperial side and you switch to the Rebel Alliance. So you do ha the first half of the game is the Empire doing increasingly worse and worse things, making a natural transition feel more natural yeah and then maybe the blowing up of alderaan being the final straw yeah and then you switch to now you've defected to the rebel alliance it still fits in with the now you're the new guy in the squadron and as a former tie pilot they're like we know you have skill because in star wars lore it does take great skill to be a tie fighter pilot for all the aforementioned reasons yeah it also takes great skill to be a stormtrooper but we poke fun at them I don't think it takes much skill to be a stormtrooper. Okay. So in lore, <laughs> stormtroopers are really good soldiers and very good shots. Like, they even make comments throughout the shows. Where the jokes come in is every scene where you see a stormtrooper shooting, they shoot like shit. Yes. But, like, the stories and everything that's told about them, they're, they're incredible soldiers with that actually have really good aim. So it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I like how if you watch episode four, a new hope and you watch the stormtroopers board the Tantive four. Yeah. And you see how good of a shots they are there. Then you transition down to Tatooine where Ben Kenobi tells Luke, these blaster points are too uh, accurate for sand people. Only Imperial Stormtroopers could shoot like this. Yes. And that's the last time they shoot well. <laughs> Ever. Like, for the rest of the movies, they are all terrible shots. Well, so I, I, I want to debate that because there are movies where they're deflecting blaster bolts from Stormtroopers. Okay. If Stormtroopers shot like shit, they wouldn't have to deflect them. That's true. That's, that's no, all right, all right. I guess that's, that's a, a valid point. I'm just saying, yes. like, nobody reaches off 10 feet to their right to deflect a blaster <laughs> yeah. bolt that's not going to hit them. But, no, and I, I, I like that. I think that would have been a good That would have been a better it story. Would, it would have been a better story. You and know? you could have had them go through 
some of these iconic battles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I know, like, the other thing I was thinking of was, and this might get a little bit too battle fronty. Okay. But in the multiplayer, you can unlock the legendary ships. Oh, okay. The Millennium Falcon. You can right. You, like, not like a permanent thing, but like in Battlefront, right? Where you get so many kills or you, you find this thing and then, boom, you, you can turn into this Jedi or what a Sith or whatever. In the flight part of that, you can do the same thing. You're flying around as a standard X-Wing, but you, you get enough kills and your kill streak allows you to unlock flying around as the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that would be right? good. That would have been fun, but they didn't do anything like that. This And I think that's that's the other thing is... I think their main purpose for this was to be a flight simulator first and foremost. Mm-hmm. No, and and I do agree with that. Like, it definitely feels like they just went. We want to make a flight sim style game, and we want to make it. We want to focus mostly on multiplayer, but give it a small little campaign to appease those people. Because, like you were saying, right? They're coming off. EA's coming off the back of um, Star Wars Fall, Fallen, Order. Fallen Order. And they had a really good, solid single-player player story. And they wanted to kind of keep that for those of us that are fans of that kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I just think that they, they just missed it. Like, it it just it wasn't there. Like I said, you didn't even finish it. I when I, Once I finished it, I was like, I'm never playing I, this again. I just got so frustrated with the combat style mm-hmm. because I really didn't feel like I could outmaneuver. And this is where I was talking about. No matter what side I was on... The advantages that I was supposed to have for being on that side, I felt were robbed from me. Yeah. And that really, that really kills it. You know, that really, like, it took me out of that fantasy of I'm in an X-Wing. You know? Yeah. It took me out of that fantasy of I'm fucking flying around in a TIE fighter or an Inquisitor. I want to keep calling it a fucking Inquisitor. Interceptor. Interceptor. I... It just wasn't fun. Yeah. And, like, the, one of the missions, you're flying as an X-Wing. This is sh- shortly after fucking What's-His-Nuts defects, mm-hmm. right? And a fucking um, Starship Enterprise. No. Um, <laughs> that would have been great. That would have changed my opinion of this game if all of a sudden the, the, Starship, the, the Starship Enterprise jumps in and is like, we're not supposed to be here, and then jumps out again. Even that small of a reference would have been hilarious. Would have been enough to make me go, all right, this game has got a good sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, you know. But anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Um, I can't remember the name of ship. Big Pyramid Ship. Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. It's the second time today I've had to do that, believe it or not. Yeah. I had to do it when I was in my previous conversation. Oh, that's funny. Yep. That's funny. Um, but so there's a part where you have to destroy the communication satellite on the Star Destroyer. Okay. Yes. 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 And so basically as a solo X-Wing, you are going up against a Star Destroyer. Mind you, I didn't know that you could call in your squadron to attack fucking targets and shit like that. Like, which... Partially explains why I was like, the AI on this game is fucking dumb. <laughs> like, well, hold on. Where you... the hell are they? Did you know that you could fly back into the hangar and change your ship during missions? So this game really sucks <laughs> at explaining things. Okay. I I don't know. Dude, where does it tell you that? Like, uh, in one of the load screens? I'm pretty sure I saw it. Fucking A. In a load screen. 
I um, gotta I gotta start reading more load screens. I guess that's how you unlock the true potential of a game. Right. Fuck manuals. We have load screens. Right. You read the load screens. You get unlimited power. <laughs> unlimited power. You know what? I should have just gone for the dark side. Yeah. My anger controlled me in this game. So. Yeah. Like, well, and just to. Just, sorry, just to step back real quick. That would have been another thing I think that could have made the game a lot more fun if you just pick a side and you don't have to like each side has their own specific campaign. They don't even have to they don't even have to mingle. It's like you can do the rebel campaign, you can do the imperial campaign, and you can play multiplayer. Those are your three main options. And so, then after you play them both, you unlock the secret smugglers campaign. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, that could be fun. See, my problem with this is that if I'm if I'm playing a game and it makes me think of another game because I have more fun playing it, that to yeah. me is always a problem. Yeah. And while I was playing this, I just kept thinking to myself, I'd rather be playing Elite Dangerous, which you can do stuff like that. You can you buy a ship, you buy a but you can buy a bunch of stolen cargo, and you can smuggle it into a space station to to sell it. Like that's a career you can have in this game. That's that's cool. No. I like games like that. There was I can't remember the name of it, but it was a long time ago. There was a game like that where you you could choose all these different things and you'd buy a spaceship and you could either join the navy or what whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you basically chose your space career and I don't remember it lasting very long. It was an online game. Yeah. But it was it was pretty fun in the no. fact that you could do shit like that. In a in a, and this is not a, a podcast about Elite Dangerous, but like I said, because maybe it should be. Because, it sounds more fun. I I stick by by it's not a good game, but it's not a bad game. Yeah, it's it's just in that middle ground where it's mediocre. you play through it and you're like, yeah, well, that was it, that was something to do to kill time. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, right. I, there's a shit ton of other games that I would have rather played than dump time into this one no and i it's sad but i have to agree like unless you are like an avid star wars flight sim fan and you enjoy pvp there's not a lot in this game there's a reason i'm pretty sure that i don't even think the pvp was that great there wasn't a lot there wasn't a whole lot of maps there wasn't anything but you know and and just just moving on for a second right let's talk about the reception of this right metacritic for the PC, it got 80 out of 100. P- PS4 and X1 was 79 and 78, respectively, out of 100. Destructoid was 8.5 out of 10. Eli- Easy Alias, 8 out of 10. Game Informer, 8.25 out of 10. Game Revolution, 3.5 out of 5. GameSpot, 7 out of 10. Game Radar, 3.5 out of 5 stars. Hardcore Gamer, 4 out of 5. IGN was i don't know what sp and mp stand for do you know but sp was eight out of single 10. player and multiplayer ah makes more sense now totally should have been able to connect those dots <laughs> single player was eight out of ten which i think that's given it a little i honestly agree uh multiplayer was seven out of ten pc gamer 83 out of 100 um there's a handful of other ones as we we keep going but they're all like high average and i just don't see it <laughs> like this is like even the reception was generally favorable but how much of that was this is a star wars game like just that weight alone 
carries a lot for a lot of people. We had a similar conversation with Marvel Avengers that Marvel Avengers was yeah. not a good game, but it was getting good reviews because it had Marvel Avengers attached yeah. to it. And I would agree the same thing with this. This game is not anywhere near an 8 out of 10. I would say like a 6 out of 10. And I, I give it a 4 out of 10. Well, just because of the lack of communication mm. in how to control your you're talking about a flight simulator to a guy who the last time I played one, I was seven. <laughs> and so I'm not a flight simulator person. It's not very welcoming to new players. It isn't. And like for that reason, the more information that you can give me easily, the better. Yeah. And I just I didn't feel like that was coming. I felt like, oh, well, you have this mock up tutorial when you start the game on these are your controls. Well, if you're going to do that, then give me all of the fucking controls. I don't care if that tutorial takes 25 minutes, but at least once I leave that tutorial, I know, hey, this is how I dodge. Hey, this is how I can, you know, I fight. This is how I can evade. Mm -hmm. This is how I can look around. This is how I can call in support. Like, I know all the resources readily available for to me so that when I advance throughout further in the game, I know everything. <laughs> Instead of this, where you're you're picking up information in between load screens, and I'm learning it after I've said "fuck you, game." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like. Don't... There's a very, very small part of me that wants to go. You know what? Maybe I'll give it another chance now that I have this new information. But that bigger part of me is like, why? Yeah, why? Why? It's not that great of a game. I guess that's pretty much it. We, yeah. We've hit everything. I can't tell you guys that you should check this out unless you're a diehard Star Wars fan. And I, I you, don't even think that. Well, hold on. Let me just let me get there. Unless you're a diehard Star Wars fan and what you are a fan of the most is the ability to fly in one of these ships. I've also heard that they're adding expansions. They're adding a B-Wing um, but because I'm not really interested in going any further with this game, I'm not keeping up with it. I apologize for that. But yeah, unless you're an avid Star Wars fan and you really just want to fly around in these ships, I can't suggest you guys go out and pick this one up. Maybe if it ever becomes like free to play or if it's in maybe the $5 discount bin and you want to give it a shot, like you could theoretically have some fun. It wasn't worth the $30 that I spent on it. Um, I can't recommend people go and pick it up just yet, but that's just my humble opinion. <laughs> what about you? I mean, I think I've made my opinion well known throughout this. I, I just don't think it was worth the money. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it, you should ever buy it. I don't think even as a hardcore star Wars fan, it would be worth the play. Like it, there's nothing there. There's no substance. There's no new knowledge to be gained. There's no, like, None of this, even if it is canon, is of any relevance to canon. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're gaining some hidden secret into the Star Wars universe. You're wasting 20 bucks and six hours of your time if you're good at the game. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, maybe it's different if you're in VR, but honestly, it's more fun to watch the movies and watch those space battles than participate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, well, and if you want, if you want to do that, play Battlefront. Yeah. <laughs> Battlefront and Battlefront 2 have great space combat systems, or at least I enjoyed them. I had fun in them. Like, 
those were more magical than this. I was going to say Battlefront 2 actually on the original Xbox. I know you can get it on the Xbox One. I have it and I've still I have played it like recently. Yeah. Because it is a, it is more fun the space battles you could do in that. Those yes. those are more fun than this, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. So Yeah, and that's where I sit. But in this, we did talk about a couple other games, so let us know if you want us to do a podcast on Fallen Order or Elite Dangerous. Drop your comments on our Facebook page. You have anything else to add, Padre? I think that's it. So I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game Game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.